Vet Girl here today with Dr. Christina Kiefer, who's an assistant clinical professor of small animal surgery at University of Minnesota Veterinary Medical Center. And today she's going to be speaking to us today about the use of stem cell for the treatment of osteoarthritis. Christina, welcome to the Vet Girl podcast. And I just want to thank Thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity. So Christina and I know each other both from University of Minnesota and from our love of sled dogs. And she is board certified in surgery and also has her PhD. Do you want to explain and just do a little bit of introduction about yourself and how you even got into stem cell research? Absolutely. So I actually did a kind of a unique track at the university and combined a PhD along with my surgery residency and had always had an interest in regenerative medicine and happened to get in touch with uh, Mike Convenius at the university who had the resources and interest to actually look into regenerative medicine. And his previous work had been with stem cells. And so we took that further and specifically wanted to look at stem cell therapy for osteoarthritis. His specialty is primarily osteoarthritis. And so I spent most of my residency and all of my PhD investigating using this therapy. Best applications, is it effective? What do we know about the stem cells or what can we learn about the stem cells? And during that time, just developed a stronger interest in it and so have carried it forward as a faculty to continue researching it and and trying to determine what the most effective way to use it and ideal options for treating dogs. Great. And then can you tell me a little bit, I don't know anything about stem cells, so can you give me the five-minute rundown of stem cells, the pros and cons, how safe it is, what are the potential adverse effects from it, and whether or not you're seeing a direct benefit and what it's being used for? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of information regarding stem cells, and I'm going to be more specific to how we use them as veterinarians. So the sources that we are using for treating osteoarthritis or any disease processes that we've come across in veterinary medicine is an adult stem cell, and that's a very specific type of stem cell that has a limited capacity to be able to differentiate into different types of tissues. Um, But that capacity is rather defined. So um, the type of stem cells that most people are familiar using are going to be derived from fat or bone marrow. And those actually provide stem cells that can differentiate into mesenchymal types of cells. So fat, muscle, bone, cartilage, any of those tissues. And when we initially started having an interest in stem cells, we thought that was their major capacity, was the ability to build new tissue or recreate new tissue. And one of the definitions of stem cell is having that capability. As we're starting to learn and understand stem cells more, we're actually learning how much influence they have on the body's day-to-day homeostasis and controlling the body's reactions. So if I'm going to talk about stem cells specific to osteoarthritis, the biggest potential benefit that we think they have to treat osteoarthritis is actually their ability to modulate the immune system. They have been demonstrated in humans, there's a disease process called graft-versus-host disease that can be highly fatal. You take a a graft or a donation and put it in a human, and then there's a very strong reaction between the donor and the recipient that, that destroys all cells in the vicinity, basically. And they've found that by actually transplanting stem cells along with that donation, it, it 
either eliminates entirely or at least controls that reaction significantly. So patients are doing amazingly better if you add stem cells. That's because they actually go into the environment and they start dictating what the immune system does. There's a lot about that that we don't understand. If we could harness a specific population and say, okay, these are the effects we want or don't want, and start targeting diseases a little more specifically, we'd be way ahead of the game. But we're really at the very beginning stages of understanding this. Another potential therapeutic option that stem cells can provide is actually integrating into the environment that you place them in and then starting to influence the cells already locally there. And that's another potential method that they may be working for osteoarthritis. So just out of curiosity, I do see a lot of practitioners who are offering stem cell therapy within their clinic. What's the research behind that and the success rate? And is it something that general practitioner would be able to administer relatively routinely? And is it beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's actually quite widely used. I'm, I'm surprised at the number of practitioners that tell me they use it on a regular basis. Now, the concern I have with how available it is, is that you actually have multiple companies that are making stem cells available, and they all have a different technique for processing your sample, and you end up with a different sample across most of these companies. So you'll see some companies that offer practitioners, you know, get your tissue sample, send it to us, we'll process it, and we'll send it back. And there's been a few companies more recently that are actually developing kits and products that the practitioners can use directly in their clinic to process the sample themselves. And so that protocol actually changes quite a bit what product you're using. And so there is data published that indicates that there's quite a bit of promise in terms of the therapeutic effect, but you have to take that with a grain of salt because most of the papers out there are using a different process and have a very different product. I would say one of the biggest differences to consider if a practitioner is looking into using stem cells is a lot of the in-house products are actually combining stem cells along with platelet-rich plasma. So it's not just stem cells that they're using. They're actually using two different regenerative products. And you'll hear a lot of the companies talk about they have different methods to increase the amount of platelets or activate the platelets or et cetera. So when you're considering what method you want to use, I would look into what research the company has actually done on their product, what they're offering, and has it actually been taken in a clinical setting. So there's quite a bit of benchtop research that says, yeah, this particular process actually increases the number of platelets, but what effect does that have in vivo? And, and that, there's a lot of that that's unanswered. For a clinical effect, I would say products that have stem cells alone probably have the most support in terms of efficacy. However, those publications actually have very small numbers of dogs and highly variable in terms of how they're measuring a therapeutic outcome. So a lot of them are just visually saying, okay, this patient looks like it's limping less than it was prior to us administering the stem cells. The owner says the dog's a lot more active and a lot more happy. So a lot of them are very subjective outcome measures. There was one publication this year that actually did gate analysis, platform gate analysis, which was fantastic. I love to see that. And they did find an improvement with those dogs. However, that product was both stem cells and platelet-rich plasma. So again, extrapolating that directly to whatever you're using is kind of difficult if you're not using the exact same protocol. 
So tell me about this research study that you're conducting at University of Minnesota. Can you give us some details on the inclusion criteria and what your goal is? Absolutely. So my study is actually deviating from what is available from for general practitioners. To give you a little bit of background information, what you can provide your clients and owners with any of the commercially available products is something called stromovascular fraction. So you take your tissue sample, most people use fat, and then you process it, and you end up administering any nucleated cell that happened to be in that tissue sample. So you're getting a very small percentage of stem cells. You're getting white blood cells, whatever stroma you happen to take it from, et cetera. And that is what has been primarily studied in the clinical publications. However, we questioned whether we could actually improve on that by increasing the number of stem cells. And one of the ways that you can get around that is actually culturing the product that you end up with. And then you can expand that small percentage of stem cells and end up with a much larger number, an exponentially larger number of stem cells and progenitor cells. And so basically, in theory, increase your therapeutic dose exponentially. And so we thought that was one method to improve what's available. The other thing that we wanted to look at is those patients that need therapy quite often are quite old in their years, advanced. Some of them are geriatric. Some of them have multiple disease processes going on. And any of the methods of harvesting tissue does require anesthesia and a surgical procedure or an invasive procedure. And so there's a a population of pets where that is either contraindicated or not in the pet's best interest. And so if we could actually provide a product that came a different individual, so that patient didn't even have to undergo anesthesia, we could potentially actually make this product available to more pets out there. And so we're looking at an allergenic product. And what we've done is we've actually had donations of owners whose pets were undergoing surgery for benign or relatively stable disease processes. Our most common source is going to be young female dogs that are being spayed. We get a fat sample from the abdomen, and then we process it and actually culture it. So we get that expanded product. We eliminate most of the other nucleated cells within the product. And then we also have a lot more patients that we can treat with that product because we've expanded the number of cells. And so the study that I'm underlooking is at taking that allogeneic product and dividing it into two different subgroups. So we almost have two clinical trials going on right now. One population of pets is going to get their stem cells administered directly into the joint that bothers them the most. The other population of dogs is going to get themselves administered intravenously. At this stage, we don't know what's more effective. We don't know if it's better to have the stem cells immediately in the area of interest or if going systemically is going to be even better or equivalent to going into the joint. And so what we're looking for is dogs that have osteoarthritis that has been demonstrated radiographically and clinically. And then we are taking those pets and kind of subdividing. If a pet has one leg that they're obviously much more lame on on a consistent basis, they'll go into our intraarticular study. If they have osteoarthritis in multiple joints and there's not really one joint that you can pick out as being the most problematic, then they go into our intravenous study. And clinically, what have you observed so far 
in the studies or the cases that you have recruited for this? We've actually had a pretty high success rate. The owners have been very happy with the outcome. They feel that their dogs are much more active and that they're a lot less painful. Most frequently, they can get away with smaller doses of anti-inflammatories or sometimes even eliminate them. So we've been quite happy with the outcome so far. And how do you eliminate the placebo effect? Excellent question. We're actually doing a randomized double-blinded controlled study. So if a patient participates, they will either end up in a control group or the treatment group. And I won't know and the owner won't know. It won't be until the end of the study when we're aware of what they received. And our placebo is actually going to be a saline injection. So they'll either get saline intravenously or intraarticularly. One of the incentives for participating in the study is that if they do happen to end up in the control group getting the saline, then we provide stem cells free of charge at the end of the study for the pet population as well. And just out of curiosity, Christina, how much does it cost in terms of just the stem cells versus the procedure? Obviously, it varies with, you know, geographically where people live, but just trying to get a basic estimate of what uh, we would quote pet owners for stem cell therapy. Clinics that are doing it in-house and have the ability to process it themselves are generally able to charge a little bit less. On average, what I'm hearing from the clinicians that are using it is that they still generally charge about three to $4,000 for that therapy. If the veterinarian has to send it out, it's, it's slightly more expensive, but those patients are still typically within the four dollars to $4,500 range for cost. Um, with this study, we're actually providing it free of charge. We do ask that they come with blood work and radiographs so that we do get those established before the study and, and ask the owners to cover the cost of that to make sure that they qualify. But once they're entered in the study, cover the cost of the stem cell therapy. And just out of curiosity, when you're harvesting the fat for stem cells, how much are you taking out or how much do you need? Uh, You need at least 10 grams. I actually try, I'm kind of greedy. I want quite a bit more because I use it for research. So um, not only am I administering it to the pet, I also want to characterize it. I want to know what types of cells are in there, what cell surface markers they have, do they have the capacity to turn into all the different tissues that I expect them to? So, so I frequently get quite a bit more than is actually required. Perfect. Thank you so much. And then can you give us some information on uh, contact information for those veterinarians or veterinary professionals in Minnesota who'd be able to refer the case for the study? Absolutely. So if your client knows they want to participate and wants to schedule an appointment to get involved. The best email address for them to contact is actually vcic at umn.edu. And that stands for Veterinary Clinical Investigative Center. Those ladies are coordinating study participant schedules. If the practitioner has questions for me or the owner's wondering if they qualify, they can contact me directly. And my email address is kief 0 at umn.edu. Thank you so much, Dr. Kiefer. This is fantastic prospective study information, and I, I would love to see more veterinarians be able to recruit patients for this just because it's something that seems like it'd be a really safe alternative to osteoarthritis and other diseases. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. 